0: Hello and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help businesses, brands and entrepreneurs get more out of their advertising spend. On today's episode, we have Daryl Battaglia, who is a 20 plus year industry veteran in media measurement and data analytics. He is coming to us as the SVP of Market Development and Strategy at Triton Digital, one of the leading audio streaming and podcast solutions out there for enterprises all around the world. We're excited to have Daryl with us. He's gonna break down the audio streaming industry and how marketers can leverage that to get more out of their advertising spend. Daryl, thanks for being with us. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Lucas. Thanks for
0: having me. We really wanted to get your perspective on what we're seeing as a big rush of financial investment advertising dollars that are leaving the traditional advertising space and they're coming over to audio streaming primarily for podcasts.
1: I think that any brand advertiser or their ad agency just wants to be where the consumers are where are they either watching or listening and clearly with new technology it's enabled the ability to create new content in new formats and that has definitely appealed to consumers and, and there are new audiences with streaming audio, whether that's radio streamed online, online music services and podcasts have clearly taken off and they're an engaging medium. Content can be very specific to the desires of a particular, particular person.
0: So tell us a little bit about the medium itself. When we talk to other folks, they always bring up how intimate podcasts are.
1: So you're seeing so many people creating podcasts around topics that they are passionate about as a host or as a creator and reaches an audience that is really passionate about that content and with podcasts people are have a wide selection of what to choose to listen to and this is content that they sought out it's not flipping through channels on a tv and ending up on a channel by chance. And with that a specific environment, that specific content, advertisers can really find a, a group of podcasts that fit what they're looking for, that fit the type of people that they wanna reach.
0: Talk us through both sides of that coin and how Triton is really helping your clients out in this industry as it develops. So
1: Triton's been in the digital audio space for almost 15 years, starting with helping radio stations stream their broadcast online and providing the technical infrastructure for them to do that. In the podcast space, we have three uh, lines in our product portfolio, helping to uh, manage and distribute content, including our Omni Studio podcast hosting platform, the ability to dynamically insert ads into a podcast and different ads to different listeners, and then providing audience measurement to understand how many listeners there are for podcasts and trying to provide that consistent third-party measurement of the consumption of podcasts across the industry that brands and ad agencies can trust in order to be part of the decision about where to buy podcast
0: advertising. Talk us through a little bit more about dynamic ad insertion and how that works, because I think it's something the digital folks I don't want to say have come to expect but now that infrastructure is available via audio streaming and triton sure so i see
1: podcasts in particular and it's still a new and emerging medium Uh, a lot of the measurement and the measurement infrastructure in particular to be able to trust in the data to understand who's consuming a podcast to understand is an ad campaign working? It's now available, but it's something that has picked up recently. So there's a few reasons why dynamic insert ad insertion is really important. First of all, for for podcasts, which can be evergreen content, you could have an episode of a true crime a podcast that is, you know, out there available uh, to download and listen to for years. And so the ability to dynamically insert an ad means you can swap out an original ad with that might no longer be relevant for various reasons with a new ad. But then you can also use dynamic ad insertion to be able to deliver different ads to different people based on their interests, based on their profile, things like that. I, I still think there is a place for podcasts, sponsorships, host read ads that are relevant to every single listener for that podcast. but. There are many times where it makes sense to be able to deliver different ads to different people. If you're running a campaign across hundreds of podcasts, you can have a pre-recorded ad and you can deliver that ad only to the people who are most likely to have an interest in purchasing your product.
0: I think it's such a unique part of the podcast universe that allows you to change that. In the YouTube world, you can't re-upload the video you can't change who that sponsorship is
1: i was just going to add that uh, there's certain types of advertising that is uh, meant for a specific period of time but not thereafter if you have a brand with a holiday sale if you are advertising for a, a movie that is releasing during a certain period of time there are many types of ads that are Relevant for a certain period of time, but not relevant forever. And so the old ad's no longer relevant. And in their cases where they actually don't want that ad out there anymore, let alone not wanting to pay for it. So the ability to swap out different ads is something that it also helps the sellers of the podcast advertising to be able to monetize.
0: If you have one of your episodes really blow up or go viral, you don't want to still be talking about the the 2020 Christmas special on that episode. It's not good for the host. It's not good for the advertiser. It's not good for the listener. And the dynamic mechanism of inserting ads really solves that for everybody. That's that's absolutely right. So, what's your opinion on what Spotify has done in terms of acquisitions and building a, a pretty high walled garden here for their advertisers and their content creators? How does that all shake out? Is it good for them? Is it good for the creators? Is it good for the advertisers? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Spotify clearly has certain things going uh, for them. They have uh, a lot of listeners on their platform and uh, they have data about those listeners that they can bring. That is certainly helpful and it should be a part of the decision about where to advertise and whom to advertise to. So that's all good, frankly. I think they're still figuring out their podcast strategy. Not all podcast listening, not even close, is on Spotify. There's much more on Apple Podcasts still today, as far as amount of total listening. And, and there's many other apps out there. The idea of, uh, are they going to take podcasters and podcasts that, whose content is out there to be listened, previously was out there to be listened anywhere and everywhere. And now, is it going to exclusively be on Spotify? How is that going to affect that podcaster's personal
2: brand? How is that going to affect total listening? For measurement, Spotify has their own approach and they create and report on their own data. There are good reasons for that. However, I also think there are benefits to embracing industry standards and to help provide consistent measurement across the industry. Those measurement standards help establish trust in podcast advertising with media buyers. More consistency with the rest of of the landscape would allow brands and agency media buyers to be able to plan and to compare results across all advertising and sponsorship opportunities they're considering. So it would make their job a lot easier. So There's certainly reasons why it would be beneficial to everyone if Spotify used a consistent yardstick as everyone else for for measurement.
0: I know you work with quite a few analytics and and attribution vendors, but walk us through the two main pieces that everybody has in terms of tracking. And in our mind, that's the one-by-one pixel tracking and also a redirect. How do those two pieces work? And how can advertisers and marketers use those to track the effectiveness of their podcast?
2: So there are two types of ads to cover. There's static ads and dynamically inserted ads. A static ad can be a baked in ad often read by a host of a podcast during the recording of the episode, or this could also apply to branded content as well. And with static ads, a publisher can add a prefix the podcast episode URL for the the podcast RSS feed. So if a publisher hosts their podcast on Triton's Omni Studio platform, they can add this prefix and LeadsRx would get notified of each podcast download that occurs to incorporate the ad exposures into the attribution analysis. And then with dynamically inserted ads, different ads are served to different listeners and inserted into parts of the episode that were marked after the content was recorded. And by deploying a tracking pixel when an ad call is made and an ad is served, it identifies the IP address and user agent provided with provided those ads. And then you can incorporate
0: those exposures into your attribution solution. When we look at a lot of the podcast attribution or podcast analytics companies or providers, what they're great at doing is telling you how many downloads, how many listens, how often your ad was heard or impressed. They're going to be firing those one by one pixels, or they're going to be doing handling the redirects for you. And and that's great. But what that does is it tells you in a silo how well your podcast is doing at basically driving web related events or other events that analytic tracking company can capture. But what it doesn't do by default is Compare that and listen in also on what Facebook is doing, Google's doing, radio's doing, TV is doing, because what we see in customer journeys all the time is the following. Somebody listens to a podcast and they hear Joe Rogan talking about some vitamin or supplement or some brand name. That listener then goes to Google and searches for that brand name or that product. And what comes up? Maybe it's a paid Google ad maybe it's a free google organic listing that's fine they click on either one of those and now the marketer almost at that moment sees the journey and they say wow our google ads are really spiking today we're getting a ton of clicks ton of activity the value of the podcast advertisement that got the brand name into the consumer's head that reminded them that the product or service existed is not getting credit because the digital tool the google analytics if you will isn't aware that the podcast happened. So you're asking your podcast tracking tool, how did my podcasts do? But you're asking that question in a vacuum without considering how podcast is impacting Google, Google's impacting podcasts and Facebook is in there, gluing everything together on on Facebook and Instagram. From your perspective, how you see advertisers dealing with multi-touch or maybe not at all, what percentage of folks are, are taking that leap and should they?
1: Yeah, first of all, I I agree with everything that you said, Lucas, but just to take a step back a little bit, when you think about podcast advertising to date, it has been primarily direct to consumer brands that are advertising by saying, buy my product by visiting this website. And if you type in this code for the podcast that you listen to, you'll save 10% and they're able to track results for those type of brands fairly well. However, Triton has been going out uh, for purposes of audience measurement and meeting with uh, traditional ad agencies, multimedia ad agencies, who represent large traditional brands, those that have big advertising budgets. And when we talk to them, a
2: few of their, of the ad agencies, brand clients have gotten into podcasting. Maybe a few more uh, have tried it, but haven't done it at any
1: significant scale. And then the majority of their brands haven't tried podcast advertising. And so that's really the next level. Podcast advertising is doing great. The audience continues to grow. It's an appealing format for advertisers. So there's at least it's at least intriguing for advertisers. And and those direct-to-consumer brands I mentioned have had a lot of success. They keep coming back for, for more podcast advertising. But first of all, the supply of podcast advertising inventory is going to continue to go up. You're seeing new people launch podcasts every day, whether it's a Hollywood actor, a news personality, a social media Personality, all types of content. So, both because of the amount of content as well as the amount of listeners, the, the amount of admin inventory to sell is getting greater and greater. So, how does demand for that advertising continue to increase? And the big opportunity is with those traditional brands, those multimedia advertisers who are represented by uh, large traditional ad agencies. And they the first question they ask when we've been out there is, how do we know advertising on podcasts works? How do we know what the right mix is? You know, How much of my advertising should be put towards podcasting? Or should I put money towards podcasting? And the, the truth is, if they're running a multimedia campaign across, it could be TV, it could be radio, it could be digital video and display, it could be other media podcasting is only going to be a part of that and only maybe only a small part of it and so it's difficult to just look at the podcast audience in isolation and determine the effect that the advertising had on on whatever outcome you're looking to measure whatever action you're looking to measure when in reality the podcast advertising was only a small part of the Exposure that that person has, so it's important to bring the other media types into the mix, and it's why I'm a fan of the leads Rx approach. Is it does take a multimedia approach? It does uh, attempt to capture as many of those touch points uh, with the consumer, with the listener as possible, and take them all into account. And then, like you said, then the importance is with the approach and with the
2: methodologies is is avoiding the the possibility of misattributing of Getting credit to that last touch point, when in reality,
1: there have been multiple touch points that each could have an effect. So have, taking a multimedia attribution approach to looking at advertising effectiveness and looking at how well is that advertising working in driving results is, is really important.
0: I think as we can look into the future, you're going to start to see but more of a B2B market show up more of an enterprise market show up. There likely isn't a discount code. They might not need you to go uh, take action right now. How can we help advertisers with that next wave, with the longer tail approach? Is that what you're seeing, that more and more enterprise brands are coming into the space or more and more B2B marketers are coming into the space or is it still dominated by direct response And, and will it still be dominated by direct response in the near future?
1: So it's still primarily direct response, but these traditional brand advertisers are coming into the space more and more. I think they they like the concept of podcast advertising, but they want the measurement and they want the data. They want to know they want to know exactly that they're reaching the audience that they think they're reaching. They want to be able to trust that, and they want to know uh, if they advertise there, will they be able to prove that it works so that they can then decide okay am i going to continue to advertise how can i improve the way that i advertise even more so i think it's only going to increase from there from where it is right now as far as the methods to measure the effectiveness of the ads i think it, it varies greatly based on the type of advertiser and i think that That varies from brand to brand based on uh, what are the goals that they're trying to drive and uh, what methods can be used to capture results on those goals.
0: It's back to that intimate relationship where you trust the host, you like the content, you are subscribed. And uh, I think Triton's in a great spot to lead the charge there and, and help a lot of advertisers break into the space. And I think that's what we're seeing. The growth has been tremendous. But to me, it feels like the the big wave hasn't even come yet, both in terms of content creation and in terms of advertisers. How does an advertiser or an agency get started with Triton, either creating their podcast or bringing their clients to Triton?
2: So podcast networks and publishers can reach out to the email solutions at tritondigital.com for podcast hosting, advertising, monetization solutions and measurement. For measurement data for agencies and brands, we've enabled podcast networks to share data with them and the agencies would then be able to access that for free through the Triton Podcast Metrics UI. And then we also have our free public reports that list the top podcast networks and top podcasts that are measured by Triton which anyone can sign up to receive by email each month. Again, at solutions at tritondigital.com.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Thank you so much to Daryl Bataglia from Triton Digital. If you are already in the podcasting space or are advertising on podcasts, you need to go check out tritondigital.com. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast, signing off.